0: Welcome to the Reiki Center podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, a Reiki teacher with over 30 years experience. This episode is an excerpt from our monthly Reiki gathering. Now, I love history and themes that feel significant. And a hundred years ago, the founder of Reiki, Mikao Usui, started spreading Reiki much more widely, spurred on by the devastation of the Tokyo earthquake. It was the trigger that encouraged him to start teaching others to teach Reiki, a big step forwards in the growth of Reiki. Now, a hundred years later, I feel COVID and the movement of many teachers online is now stirring another great evolutionary expansion. It's a fun conversation we have, and I hope it gives you food for thought. We also do an attunement and a guided meditation, so I hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to join our monthly gatherings, please visit our website for details and please also follow and like this podcast to help others find us. Thank you for listening. Yeah, this is all the historical aspect of Reiki is kind of gleaned. So there's a lot of opinion that is put on top of that as well. So I'm just talking about the facts. And essentially, Reiki had a... And an explosion or an expansion after the Tokyo earthquake. So when Asui first kind of came across Reiki, it was on Mount Karama. That's, that's generally acknowledged when he kind of became enlightened to Reiki or was able to use some form of universal energy that he then coined Reiki for healing and spiritual growth. And he was He was kind of extending it out to a very small group of people. Now, when the Tokyo earthquake hit, and I think it was was in 1923, so we're a little bit not quite on the 100 years, but essentially around that point was when he expanded with Reiki. So that's when he started teaching teachers so that it wasn't just him doing the healing. This is when he really decided, okay, Reiki is something that can be shared with other people and needs to be shared with other people Mm -hmm. so that it's not just me doing the healing and it's not just me uh, doing the teaching. So that's really what shifted him or what propelled him into the expansion of Reiki as we know today. Now, what I find really interesting is that the lockdown and the moving online for many of us, many teachers have started teaching online. Many teachers have started looking at the different structures. And we we did get very stuck into like the weekend workshops. and 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 even myself, you know, it's like, well, you have to teach it over a weekend and you can't do it any other way. And, and we had very rigid structures and rules and and strategies around how we were spreading Reiki. Now, what lockdown has done for many of us, not all of us have gone down this route, but many of us have started to be more flexible in terms of looking at, okay, how does Reiki want to expand? How does Reiki want to kind of move into its next stage, its next hundred years, essentially, its next stage of evolution. And so for some of us, we've decided, oh, that's an online opportunity. For others, they've decided that they can split it out and and do different hours and somehow manage the social distancing. So there's been this massive opportunity or or expansion that's happened with the Reiki over – over, over lockdown and over COVID and over the pandemic. So now we're in a situation where we're really starting to come out again. And so for me, I think one of the reasons why many of you are starting to be called into the Reiki fold is, is not a coincidence. There's a certain synchronicity to this. Like before the Reiki was very much, yeah, you know, I have Reiki, I do it on myself And because the teacher training, you have to do it like this, like this. There's a lot of very rigid rules and you have to do it like this, you have to do it like that. And many of us didn't resonate with that. So now what what is happening is this evolutionary expansion of Reiki has provided a lot more um, space for all of us. So if you don't want to do it like this, then how do you want to do it? And, and I think all of us will agree that this past couple of years has very much been a coming inwards into our own authenticity, right? And if you're on this call, I, I know you know this, it's kind of like we have been called to come into ourselves, Not the rules and the regulations, what people expect or blah, blah, blah. None of that. It's like, what do we want? What do we want going forward? What do we, how do we want to live our lives? And this um, whole opportunity has also created a massive opening for Reiki too, because it's essentially asking you, each of you, how do you want to express Reiki through you? And so everything is open everything is open. And that's what makes it for me so exciting because it's kind of like, okay, how do I want to teach Reiki to this group of people versus this group of people versus this group of people? And we should be flexing. So how I teach Reiki to someone with borderline dementia is going to be extremely different to how I teach somebody who wants to go and work in the medical profession alongside doctors. So it's, it needs to be different and Reiki needs to start to, not Reiki, we need to start becoming more flexible in how we express Reiki. Because Reiki is already flexible, right? Like Reiki is everything. Reiki can be anything to anybody. And so we need to keep up. And this is where I think tying it back, and I don't know if people get this idea. But for me, there's just such a powerful resonance between the earthquake in Tokyo that kind of pushed Asui into the limelight, essentially. It kind of pushed his impetus into spreading Reiki in Japan or in Tokyo. And now, 100 years later, 5 million of us later, not just one dude, right? 5 million of us and plus plus, we now have an opportunity to Be much more global with it, and so the impact—and this is the really shivery, goosebumpy thing, right—is you think about the impact one man had on the Reiki scene, and now there's over five million of us.
1: Yay!
0: It's like it's amazing. So I don't know. Give me some comments on that. What do you What do you guys think? Are you feeling that?
2: Um, I'll share. Um, I like I said at the beginning, simply because I'm here at five in the morning, that it's definitely called to me. But I I did also um, feel kind of a shift uh, during during the year. And I'm like I said, I do Reiki on myself constantly. Um, So I'm, you know, I'm always kind of rebalancing everything. But I definitely feel like there's been sort of this invitation to um, really take a look at what it means for me. Um, Because some of what I did in my teaching and my, you know, my, um, my sessions weren't, like you say, so rigid anyway. And the funny thing is this week when I was asked out of the blue to give someone a session right away, I said to her, I don't do the table. I'm really trying to bring Reiki back to what it is. And that is that it's you and you need to know that you don't have to set up for it. And she's like, yeah, fine. No problem. And I'm like, this is everything's just flowing. So. Easily, and I'm like, okay, I I feel it, I hear it. Yep, you're asking me to do something, but I'm not getting it yet. So,
0: <laughs> I need a few more clues. Yeah. Well, I hope this is your big clue. Just I do hope it. So, yeah, really, right? Strange. And and this is the interesting thing. It's like, okay, so whatever's in front of us, what happened if we just did it? And not only just did it, grasping around for what we should do, you know, like, but just did it the way we wanted to do it. Mm. with full permission, full permission to just actually, you know, you're just going to sit there or I'm just going to whatever, or you know what I mean? That would just be the coolest thing, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. And I think it would really open us up. So it's kind of, okay, this, this person wants Reiki or this person wants to be taught how to do Reiki themselves and looking at this person who's in front of me, how do I want to interact with that? Mm and really trusting that the Reiki energy is going to do, and we know this, right? The Reiki energy is going to do what it needs to do, whether they're on the bed or whether they're awake or whether they've got their eyes open or whether they're spiritual. I mean, it's like the idea that that somehow you can do something wrong, like if you wear the wrong thing or if you don't turn in three circles or if you don't uh, anything, somehow something will go wrong or they'll get the wrong Reiki. (laughs) hilarious.
2: No, that's true. There's a lot of that out there. Yeah. And I found, I know someone had mentioned they were Reiki too, but I had found even when I was studying Reiki one, there was a lot of, oh no, you need to do this. And oh no, you need to do that. And I thought, oh no, I'm just here and it's doing it. And I'm thinking I must be doing something wrong. Cause I'm, I, I didn't I have that rigidity from the beginning. And I you know, of course, you're just learning and you're like, I'm definitely doing something wrong. I wasn't seeing angels. I wasn't seeing purple. I wasn't strict and rigid. And I'm like, you need to behave yourself and do this right. So I don't know, I feel, um, I feel like I'm finally being given permission to do it. Like, forget all the rules. Like you say, it's just, it's a weird kind of um, re-entry into it.
0: Yeah, really beautifully put. And it's, And I think for many of us, as we re-enter, it's, can we come in with totally fresh eyes? It's like just dropping all of the learning and coming into Mm. it again with real clarity, like the clarity around what's, what's like if Reiki is universal life force, then what does that really mean? You know, whether you've got floppy hands, sloppy hands or tight hands, I mean... (laughs) like really that's going to make a difference is it to universal life force that binds us at every level and if my hands are a bit you know loose it's going to leak (laughs) yes it's it's true though that's out there so it's so it's it's really and I'm and I'm laughing because frankly you know I I was I was also that rigid person right so I'm I'm totally owning up to to some of my own rigidity over the years as well. Um but I but, but the one thing that has freed me up so much over these last couple of years and I'm hoping will free you all up if you're not already free is this real curiosity around how Reiki wants to evolve through you. If you assume that Reiki is At the cusp of the next hundred years, right? And you think about what's happened in the last hundred years from one dude to everything that we have now. And it's quite a short space of time, really, considering it took, you know, 50 of those years. Reiki wasn't even out of of Japan, it was in Japan. So it's only been really the last 50 years that Takata brought it into. The West, right? And actually, she only started really teaching in the 70s. So it truly is just a 50 year kind of evolution in that that sense, you know? Um, And then you think about how much we've achieved and then how much more we could achieve if each and every one of us, as, as our own Reiki authority, actually started to use Reiki and express Reiki and pass Reiki on the way we wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. how many more people would we then attract? Because each and every one of us has a different attraction point. And so then you've got, sure, you've got the weekend Reiki classes, but then you've also got the one or two hour Reiki classes. You've got the this, you've got the that, you've got the distance Reiki, you've got the online, you've got, and then you, you broaden the whole thing out And you just allow people to be attracted to the right person and you trust that the Reiki has got it in hand. And as little human beings, we don't have to try and control bloody universal life force. I mean, the arrogance of it is just obscene. Mm. So it's really for us to come into that proper humility that we should have always had, that Reiki is by far greater as an evolutionary force And either we keep up or, you know, or we keep doing what we're doing, but certainly we need to try and be open enough to see okay, if other people are doing it differently, that's their evolutionary journey with Reiki. And Reiki is calling them to do it like that, right? Just like it's calling us. Yes. Uh, So since
1: um, Reiki won, I've been very motivated and drawn into animal Reiki, but I really haven't gotten into it. And um, I was surprised because a few weeks ago, I was asked by somebody close to me to actually send Reiki remotely to to a cat. It's actually a stray cat got injured. So (laughs) I was telling myself, I don't know how to do this, but I'll just do it. Uh, We don't have a lot of materials on animal Reiki. And I just went with it. Um, like you said, Reiki is just flowing into how it wants to flow and how it's using us to flow into others, not just for humans, but also for animals. So I did that. And then my friend um, got back to me. Uh, He said that the cat looked so lively, just I think an hour after the receiving Reiki. And that was really something very happy for me. Like I was so relieved. I was so happy that it just worked for the cat. So mm. I was happy about that. And then this morning, just this morning, I woke up and I suddenly had this urge to find more animal reiki resources. And indeed I found some. But some months earlier I didn't find any of them. So I was like, What's going on? Everything's like falling into the right place at the right time. So that's what that's how I feel like this whole theme is falling into place, you know, for me. And I'm really looking forward to spread Rikki through that soon.
0: Brilliant. I love that. Yes, yes,
1: yes, exactly.
0: So with that in mind, with just with this idea of that everything has a a very powerful synchronicity to it. And right at the moment, it seems very, very juicy. Like it's all coming into place simply by us putting it out there, like asking or thinking or having that inspiration of, oh, now's the time to look for information. And even if it's not, we're not out there looking. And I think there's definitely something in that as well. Whereas if we're looking tight, you know, I need to find information, then it all tightens up and, and that's not flow. Whereas if we're just scrolling and we're just thinking, oh, I wonder, it's more like a wondering or a curiosity and openness Then, as you say, many of you have noticed this, I have too, how it just pops up because it's just rat- it's rattling around in the back of my mind where I'm like, oh, this might be useful, you know what I mean? But it's not a grasping of it, and I think that there's definitely something uh, in that as well, right? The the quality of our curiosity, I think, is really important. So I'm going to mute us all now. Uh, well, not me, obviously. That would be a bit stupid. And I actually turn off my um, my video because I just find it easier to do. But before I do, when I ask you to go into Gashô, this is Gashô, so Japanese for hands coming together or prayer pose. And I'm just going to invite you to bring it into your heart center. So we're going to start off with that, just closing our eyes and bringing your hands in prayer pose in front of your heart center And we start off with the attunement. And before we do that, we're just going to center ourselves, taking a few breaths, noticing the breath in the chest, noticing the hands, and then bringing our attention up to the thousand petaled lotus, our crown chakra at the top of our head. And as if you're opening the petals, just allowing that lotus to open. And as you breathe, just breathing the Reiki all the way down into the heart center. And on the exhale, starting to Allow that energy to go down through the arms into the hands. And whenever you're ready, bringing your hands anywhere on the body that feels comfortable today. It could just be On the thighs, you could have one on your heart, one on your belly. Wherever you've placed them, just bringing your attention to the hands, noticing any sensations. Noticing any sensations on your body, where your hands are meeting the body. And very gently starting to scan the body for any areas of tension, starting at the top of the head. Just relaxing on the exhale, relaxing the eyes, the cheeks, the jaw. Into the shoulders, relaxing down the arms, into the elbows, the forearms, the hands, fingers. into the chest, opening the chest, relaxing the shoulder blades, the upper back, into the belly, softening all the organs, the muscles of the abdomen. into the hips, the pelvis. Relaxing all the way down the legs into the feet. And just noticing the feet on the floor. Sensing the stability of the floor. But also sensing almost as if you're bringing these shafts of energetic anchors down through the floor into mother earth, just anchoring yourself. And as you keep your attention around the feet, just allowing your energy to settle lower in the body, deeper into the body, into the base chakra, The base of the spine. Really getting a sense of yourself. And then once again, bringing your attention to the hands. This is where we naturally direct our Reiki. So our focus and attention is often just in the hands, the sensations. We're just going to expand that a little. So, that sensation you have in your hands, just inviting other parts of your body to start to radiate with Reiki to see what happens. Allowing your entire body to become a sensing instrument for the Reiki energy to flow as it pleases. Noticing any areas of tension, just allowing that to relax with the out-breath. Noticing also that tension may be in the mind. If you notice you're trying, trying to sense, trying to see, just relaxing, opening. Opening. You might notice that it allows you to feel lighter more fluid with your surroundings almost as if the air around you can seamlessly pass through you you are not your body even the molecules are very loose i starting to bring your attention now to the other points of awareness. And what I mean by that is each and every one of us gathered today, listening later, we form a certain circle or container, a shared intention, And so, also expanding the Reiki to be flowing freely, not only through us, but also towards everybody else. And just noticing as other people's intention includes you, how that allows your Reiki to also expand. And let's also experiment with the so-called inanimate objects around us. Perhaps the seat you're sitting on, the walls, the furniture. Seeing if you can include them in your experience. and See if they are also not resonating with Reiki. Can you receive Reiki from the chair? From the walls? From the air that you breathe? Just relaxing a little bit more your intention of giving or receiving. Simply sensing the Reiki in everything. So that the giving and receiving is simply a flow. an equal movement back and forth, like the breath. Experimenting with that curiosity, that openness. Perhaps you have a question or a request from the universe, from Reiki. And very openly, just gifting it out there. Not trying to grab at any answers, but almost as if you're putting it on a little cloud, dispersing it out with the breath. And as it disperses into the air. You know that with the natural flow, it will come back. Just noticing that natural inhale, exhale. Noticing if the mind is wandering, bringing it back to the sensation of Reiki in your hands. Very gently just dispersing that sensation all around you into the air. Just allowing yourself to become a real beacon. Just trusting that however Reiki is meant to express through you the right people, the right information, the right support. Will simply manifest. And just seeing this as a truth, just finding it in your inner wisdom, that knowing. If you let go of any preconceived ideas, any previous learning, rules, thought structures, allowing yourself full permission to totally reinvent how you approach Reiki. How you express. And if there are any doubts, just for a moment, imagining the essence of a Sui, a Kaua Sui. Just imagine his presence in the room. Just noticing if there's approval or disapproval. If there's openness or tightness. Just noticing what happens when you bring his essence into your awareness. Perhaps it resonates with you to give gratitude and thanks. Perhaps you can get a sense of his own inner wisdom, his own wish for the evolution of Reiki. you also get a sense of his own intention. Just gently starting to breathe a little bit more deliberately so that you can feel into your own physical structure now. Starting to gather your energies. Noticing the edges of your own aura. That may just be an imagined force field around you. You may fill it with a certain color or white light. You might imagine like a rainbow bubble. Just something that's starting to bring your attention into your own unique energy field. And then your own physical body, noticing the top of your head. Your face, neck, shoulders. The arms, wiggling the hands and fingers. Deepening the breath in the chest, the belly. All the way down the legs to the feet, squeezing the toes. Raising your arms above your head giving yourself a little stretch, a little wiggle all the way down the spine. And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes.